Good morning, Tejas. Welcome to your premier alternative news solution. I am Jake Ramirez, and I will be bringing you your daily news Monday through Friday. I'm hoping to curate news for Texans by a born and raised Texan. Today is Thursday, December 5th. Before we begin, please go ahead and give us a subscribe so I can keep you up to date on your daily Texas news. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for, your, for even more updates and news. Today in Texas history, Carl G. Cromwell ignores orders bringing in the world's deepest oil well. On this day in 1928, Cromwell drilled the world's deepest oil well in the wake of his 1928 success with the famed Santa Rita No. 1. Cromwell had become drilling superintendent for the Texas company's rapidly expanding field on University of Texas land in Regan County. He also acquired his own leases and became known as honest, generous, and free-spirited. In association with his company's engineer, Clayton D. Williams, Cromwell experimented in drilling deeper than average of 3,000 feet. In 1926, Williams located a site and Cromwell's crews began work. In late November of 1928, because of the mounting expenses and prob problems, Cromwell had, was directed to shut down, but instead he disregarded the orders, went into hiding, and kept drilling. On December 4th, at 8,515 feet, University 1B became in. It remained the world's deepest oil well until 1931, the same year in which Cromwell died in an automobile accident. The world's current deepest well is Z44 Chevo, which goes 40,000 feet into the ground and is located in eastern Russia. So, oil technology has definitely come far. I thought that 8,000 feet was very deep. 40,000 feet seems unimaginable. Now it's time for some Texas news. Officials from some of the world's biggest tech companies told lawmakers Wednesday that they are working hand-in-hand -hand with the law enforcement to detect and prevent mass violence attacks. But the officials in the room said the companies need to do better on their part, on their part. which I guess means they need to build robots to stop the violence. I get there is definitely more than that goes on in these social sites, and I wish they could do more, but it's hard to moderate millions and millions of subscribers. They do have a, a group of about 35,000 people for Facebook to moderate. But really, what's Facebook going to be able to do to stop the violence or Twitter or Instagram or any of these other social media companies? I think this is one of those cases where some of these lawmakers don't really understand the technology. But the best way to stop a lot of this violence is by the people that use these resources, by reporting the people, by letting Facebook's support or Twitter support or any of these companies support groups know that there's somebody that's actually threatening people on these social media sites. And it's it's come a long way over the last two years. So it's weird that the lawmakers are kind of roping them in into these violent attacks because I don't think that it stems from these social media sites. I think it stems from society. But luckily, these companies are trying their best to try and help moderate any of these events that keep happening. A local judge in South Texas was ordered supporters of President Donald Trump not to build their planned private border wall on a section of land near the Rio Grande. State District Judge Kino Vasquez on Tuesday issued a temporary restraining order against We Build the Wall, which sounds like a five-year-old throwing a tantrum. We Build the Wall raised $25 million after um, proposing to build their own private barrier. This hearing is set for December 17th. For We Build the Wall, and its founder, Brian Coughledge, is to appear in court with a couple of people from the actual um, organization. But uh, they'll be in Edinburgh. And look, this is one of those cases where 
no, I don't agree with building the wall. I don't think that solves a problem. But it's their land. They can do whatever they want on it. It's weird for the the for law to kind of stop them from building a wall because it's your land. You should be able to do whatever you want with it, build a wall or not. It's not like the wall is going to stop anything. We've seen that before. But let these people do whatever they want. Let them waste $25 million building a wall on their own land that's not going to stop people. Who cares? Just don't intervene with them. This is, this is Texas. You should, If you own your land, you should own your land. Two Texas deer hunters who were kidnapped by Mexican cartel gunmen after this weekend's shootout said their captors assured them they don't hurt Americans. I and even washed one of their trucks. <laughs> that is, is really surprising, but what happened was is Donald Chapman, 62, and his nephew Colby Williams, 30, were out on a 10,000-acre ranch on Sunday during the weekend hunting trip. Um, there in Mexico, and that's where a lot of people do go and hunt. They hunt a lot of different species of animals out there, so it's not uncommon for them to be hunting in Mexico for any of those that are wondering why they are. Um, cartel members, or Sicarios, approached and commanded them to get on the ground. As soon as they obeyed, the Mexicans threw their guns over their shoulders. They took Texans' rifles and cell phones, but they weren't there for them. They asked them if they could use their trucks. Well, I guess you wouldn't say asked, but you know, they commanded them to use their trucks, which were back at the ranch house. They were uh, walking and they were lost. The uncle and the nephew said they also gave the cartel uh, members some some food and some something to drink because they were hungry and thirsty. Um, but he said, those are the kind of things you do when you have a gun pointed at your head. So I'm guessing he didn't really want to. Then the Sicarios ordered Chapman and Williams to get in their trucks and help them find their way home. They used, they used us to get where they wanted to be, which was home with their families, both men said. Their captors never harmed them, and 11 hours passed before the Sicarios reached their destination and returned the Texans' belongings, and they sent them on their way. Williams was most surprised by the condition of his truck after the lengthy ordeal. It seems wild, but they washed their trucks. They put gas in them. Man. Mexicans, man, I tell you, no matter what they're doing, if you help them, they're going to help you in whatever way they can. Um, even in a kidnapping, they got to do something for you. It's just so weird. I just imagine Benicio Del Toro eating a bag of chips, telling them they're going to be okay, <laughs> and throwing them a bag of money or something. Uh, lucky for these two men, they weren't harmed, and they were let go, and uh, they were able to hightail it back to their ranch, which in which they said they're never going to hunt in Mexico again. Listen, these a lot of these border towns and these areas that don't really see a lot of cartel action. Sometimes they do. You know, I've heard of Americans being killed by the cartel, so I'm a little surprised that they said that to them. But these guys were probably young and just in a bad way or something. But either way, luckily they were safe. Um, <laughs> it's it's easier to wash your truck in uh, in America. Let's just say that. But Cool story. One construction worker is dead and two others are injured following a trench collapse around noon on Tuesday at a construction site in Gregory, Texas. Workers were digging using a backhoe when a collapse occurred, burying a 36-year-old man alive. A second man was partially buried by the collapse and a third was injured after jumping in to rescue the two. The worker who was part partially tra trapped and the worker who jumped in are expected to be okay. Gregory Police Chief Tony Cano said the man who died went into cardiac arrest and was pronounced dead after being taken to the North Shore Emergency Center in Portland. He was 36. 
you really hate seeing this stuff happens. I pray for the family of the man that died. Super sad story. Glad the other two men are okay. Which also reminds me I got to take my baby aspirin. Finally, we got some good news. More Texas children are now leaving foster care than entering foster care. Adoptions hit record numbers. Texas is thriving in its year-round adoption efforts, and it's going to do some incredible things for these kids. Finding a permanent homes for these misplaced kids or something, I, I really love seeing this stuff. I really hope that this continues. Um, a lot of these kids are in bad situations, and, foster, and they really just need a loving home. It's a really cool story to see that Texas has gone so far to help with these efforts of foster care. An 18-year-old man was arrested on six criminal charges months after three local high school players overdosed on Xanax. The, the Real County Sheriff's Office began an investigation on September 21st after receiving calls about an overdose at a, an after-party in the Campwood area. The man arrested, Hunter Wall, was charged with three counts of manufacturing and delivering a, of a controlled substance and three counts of aggravated assault. The students did not die, fortunately, and the Xanax in question is said to be fake Xanax, which is most likely fentanyl-laced, which is sweeping our nation. That's a huge epidemic. Some of you may know fentanyl from killing Mac Miller, Prince. I think it killed a couple of other celebrities in the past in the past few years. And uh, really, that just goes to show that it you should be getting you shouldn't be taking these drugs unless you prescribe them, and you should get them from a pharmacy because it could be laced with this deadly, deadly fentanyl. Every fallen soldier buried at Texas State Cemetery will be honored with the wreath this year thanks to a big fundraising effort by the community. Just last week, nonprofit Wreaths Across America issued a cry for help after it noticed sponsorships were low this year. It's a common misconception that the government provides these wreaths. In fact, Wreaths Across America re relies on charitable Americans to, to sponsor wreaths at $15 apiece. A week ago, just 43% of those 3,100 graves at the Texas State Cemetery had wreath sponsorships, and an additional 1,800 were needed. However, the generosity of Texans shone through, and by the end of the fundraising drive, the organization is said to collect 3,106 wreaths. Uh, the importance of the wreath is, is the person dies twice, said Helen Fuller. Wreaths across America, that, that physical death and then the stop saying their name is where they would die the second time. So they're trying to remember these people and remember the sacrifice that they made for our country. Um, an annual ceremony is is held in honor of these heroes on Nova Socia Street in Austin, and it'll be held at December 14th at 11 a.m. If you're in Austin for the area, you should come check it out. I've been to a few of these. They're beautiful. The last thing residents of Boca Chica expected were spaceships. Hurricanes, yes. Border walls, maybe. But the gleaming metal rockets that began hurling themselves into the sky atop pillars of flame were unexpected to say the least. When Elon Musk announced that the aerospace community SpaceX was considering the small coastal village as a potential location for their facility in 2013, Boca Chica was a sleepy backwater at the Texas southern tip. Today, an interplanetary spaceship is being built just down the road. And along with SpaceX came a glut of aerospace geeks. Rocket enthusiasts, SpaceX fans, some drive from Brownsville, the nearest city up to the coast and further up away, while legions more tune in round the clock on webcams broadcasting the, broadcasting the company's actions to support our obsession with the, the minutia of spaceflight. Uh, a cottage industry of homegrown, homegrown SpaceX observers have sprung into, <laughs> into this retirement paradise. They're drawing, drawn by a simple shared mission, which is to watch the future unfold. 
Austin Bernard, a college sophomore in Brownsville, drives 45 minutes to the SpaceX facility multiple times a week. He regularly posts from Boca Chica to his more than 11,000 Twitter followers, informing the world of the progress of the future interplanetary spaceship. Bernard hasn't always been a SpaceX fanboy. He stumbled upon SpaceX videos online after a rough time in his life, and the Boca Chica observation soon followed. While SpaceX arrival in Boca Chica brings uh, tantalizing possibilities for the private spaceflight industry, it's thrown the town's own future into jeopardy. Rocket launches are inherently dangerous, and as Musk's ambitions put more and more rockets into the air, it could be threatening to the safety of the residents of Boca Chica. The SpaceX CEO offered a solution recently, though not the not all the residents were happy about it. Probably over time, it, it's better to buy out the whole village. He made that offer to them, and uh, each resident of Boca Chica received a private buyout offer in the mail, according to the Business Insider, but a buyout could mean residents would be forced to leave their homes. I don't know. Of course, that's what that would mean. Um, homeowners were offered up to three times their property value and VIP viewing of the future launches in, te in the Texas coast. Some residents told uh, Business Insider they'll take the offer. Others are fighting it. Not only does this affect a living town, but Bernard said it will make it more difficult for him and fellow Space Watchers to, to view launches. They may have to move to South Padre Island more than twice as far away from the launch pad of Boca Chica. But even if you do, Bernard, Gore, and other fellow SpaceX faithful will still be in the front lines of the modern day space race. What's more, they'll be sharing it with all of us, allowing space enthusiasts to the world, world over to join in on the excitement. One day they may be even showing us the first human missions to Mars. I'm a fellow space enthusiast. I've been reading a lot about Boca Chica. I typically watch almost every live stream from Boca Chica. One of the people that I follow is Everyday Astronaut. And it's one of those things that I've, I work in production. So I've always wanted to go to Boca Chica for one of these launches because uh, it's really incredible to see these things. It's really hard to capture on camera too. But one of these days you will see me out there and I will let everybody know when I'm going out there and when I'm going to be live streaming from Boca Chica, which hopefully will happen pretty soon. Now, I do want to touch on a little bit of news that's national news, so bear with me. I'm not going to do this very often. I just, uh, <laughs> it's one of those really weird uh, things that happened today. Um, George Zimmerman is suing Trayvon Martin's parents and, other, and the producers of a movie about the event for $100 million. That's right. What I said is true. You heard it right. Zimmerman says he's going to sue Trayvon Martin's parents for defamation of character. Even though he sold the gun that he killed Trayvon Martin with for $250,000. Just one of those things. It's like nobody's defaming your character, dude. You did that yourself. You made a mistake and you killed an innocent young man. You should be living with that mistake, not trying to cause more pain to the parents and to the family. This is one of those weird, weird things in society that I really hate seeing. But um, hopefully uh, this gets resolved and the parents don't have to relive this horrible ordeal again. Now, Texas legend Willie Nelson says he's no longer smoking marijuana to take better care of himself. And that definitely sounds strange. Willie Nelson is known for a few things. One, being a Texan. Two, smoking weed. But in a recent interview, he made a draw-dropping rev revelation that he's no longer smoking weed. Now, this article is a little bit misleading. Willie's lung problems aren't quite from marijuana. It's from smoking tree bark and cigarettes from when he was a kid. And he's very old. And although the article makes it seem like he's quit marijuana altogether, there's more to it than 
what this article le- leads on. And Willie actually cleared that up on social media because I'm sure everybody was like, wait, you quit smoking weed? What? What's up with that? But he's still ingesting marijuana with, in an edible form. It's uh, He just doesn't want any carcinogens in his lungs because he's at the age where he really has to take care of the, the vital por- portions of his organs that keep him alive. So no worries to the Texas brothers and sister. Nothing's changed with Willie. Hopefully he stays in good health and we'll never have to say goodbye to the Texas legend. That's right. It's time to end today's podcast with a traditional Texas weather report. Houston's going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 76 and a low of 64. San Antonio has a slight chance of showers today with a high of 71 and a low of 55. Dallas will be bright and sunny today with a high of 73 and a low of 51. Austin, you're going to have a little bit of clouds today, but you're going to have a high of 71 and a low of 57. El Paso's going to get a little bit cold tonight. They got a high of 65 and a low of 38. Brownsville, so sorry to report this. It's going to be even hotter today with 82 with your high, but 67 with your low. Uh, today in Victoria, we're almost at 80 degrees, but we're going to try and keep that at bay. We're going to be at 78 on our high today, 62 on our low. Come on, winter. Uh, in Carrizo Springs today, we got a, it's going to be partly cloudy with a high of 74 and a low of 54. If I've missed any region of Texas that you were in, please send me a message on Twitter. I would love to add it to my weather report. Um, I do not mind adding them. Obviously, it doesn't take that long to record, so just hit me up if you want me to add it. And other than that, that's it for today. Um, Hopefully, we have some more news and some more sports news tomorrow for you. Um, We do have a football game tonight, thankfully. So, other than that, I'll catch you Friday.